episode 57, Are You Worthy? You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. Thank you so much for being with us. And we are with New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and U.S. Today bestselling author. The books have been translated in 34 languages. USA Today calls him one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Jason Jennings, great to be with you. Dale, it's, I, I love doing these with you. I really do, so it's great to be with you. So we're in week number two of a five-part series on being worthy, setting yourself up for success. Last week, you told us that the research, the science actually shows that you have one-tenth of a second to make a good impression, and I encourage folks to go back and listen to that first episode if you did not get a chance because you gave us ten ways to really make a good first impression in that first one-tenth of a second. So today, it's part two in this five-part series on being worthy. Let's jump into it with the big question, how can you gain worthiness and trust in a short time? Dale, for just one moment, let's talk about what being deemed worthy constitutes. When somebody deems you worthy, they're likely to listen to you. They're likely to talk to you and be open with you. People are more likely to trust you, and in the end result, they're more likely to do business with you. And that's why setting yourself apart from the competition, setting yourself apart from everyone else, I mean, is so vitally, vitally important. And so uh, last week, as you mentioned, uh, we talked about all those things you can do to stack the deck in your favor uh, in that first one-tenth of a second when people are coming to all kinds of judgments about you. And today what we're going to be talking about is how you go about breaking the ice. And uh, when you break the ice the right way with someone that you haven't met before, number one, it builds a degree of familiarity. It makes people feel comfortable. It gets people focused on the moment. Uh, the right way, it, it, it gets people believing that you're observant. I mean, if you break the ice the right way. And it can go a long way towards setting the collegial tone that you want to set. Because remember, people are busy. Uh, people don't have time. Almost everyone is suspicious of the, of the motives of the other person they're meeting for the first time. They're not quick to trust. And everybody is being exhausted from being pitched a needless array of products and services. So, And nobody wants to be conned, of course. And so that's why breaking the ice the right way is so vitally important. So it, there are big wins, obviously, when you break the, the ice the right way. How do you break the ice the right way? That's the question that's, uh, that's burning now in the hearts and minds of so many. Well, I have to hold you in suspense for a moment because I have to tell you two stories of how you don't break the ice. Uh, I actually uh, was out on a sales call with a guy by the name, uh, by the name of Michael. That's, that's all I'll say. And uh, I was out observing him uh, on a number of sales calls. And we were calling on a huge automobile dealer who had about 15 dealerships. I mean, a true mega dealer. And it had been tough to get the appointment. We finally walked in. And Michael walked up to him with God is my witness and said, hi, how are you? I'm Michael. And then he said, oh, my God, is that a picture of your family on the credenza? Oh, my God. And he went and he picked it up. And he said, what a gorgeous family, Jason. Here, take a look at this beautiful family. And I looked. It was the ugliest family I'd ever seen in my life. It was ugly. They were ugly. 
they were not attractive. Now, here's the bottom line. This is a delicate issue, but you know what? Just a little. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you know what? The dealer also knew that, right? He also knew that. Michael portrayed himself as being so completely disingenuous. I mean, so how, how do you struggle back? And then another time I was with Daryl down in San Diego, we were calling on the CEO of a bank. And we walk in and we sit down and Daryl said, now Daryl was maybe 23 or 24 years of age, fresh little cheeks out of the Pacific Northwest. I mean, just in, innocent. I mean, you really wanted to be his dad or something. And he looked at this middle-aged banker and he said, now I was reading the Wall Street Journal today and I was reading about uh, the problems with financial derivative, derivatives right now. Uh, what, what's your take on that? And this banker looked at him and said, well, Daryl, he said, you know, I'm a banker, but I don't know much about derivatives at all. Kind of tell me what they are. And that was the response, right? You could hear crickets chirping. Crickets, crickets. <laughs> I mean, it was crickets all over the place. Here's how you do it. Number one, in your spirit, never come from a position of scarcity. Come from a position of abundance. It is contagious and it is signaled to other people. So never go in saying, I have to get this deal or I'm going to get fired. Or, geez, this is my last chance to get it because you're going to be signaling that to someone else silently. So what about so the person never, who never, says, what about the person who says, well, I'm just a glass half empty kind of person? Because that's the kind of attitude you're talking about. That's exactly right. Well, then they need to get a job uh, stamping uh, license plates out of sheet metal in a factory someplace. And go back and listen to episode number one. And go back and listen to everything. episode number one. Yeah. But, but just come from a position of abundance in your life. There are truly two types of people in the world. One who comes from a position of abundance, and they believe there's enough to go around for everyone. And the other group of people come from a position of scarcity, and they've got to get everything they can get as quick as they can possibly get it because there's not enough to go around. Uh, the dilemma is if you come from a position of abundance in your business life, chances are pretty good you're going to come from a position of abundance in your, pers in your personal life and home life as well. But if you come from a, posi a position of scarcity in your business life, you will also be coming from a position of scarcity in your personal life. And I mean, that's a very dark, bleak picture. So number one, just again, give yourself the pep talk. I am coming from a position of abundance. Number two, when you walk into a new situation... Do a little homework and study your surroundings. Be present. Be observant. You're trying to find something that you can honestly make a positive comment about. Never make up something on the spur of the moment. Be genuine. Never say anything that you don't mean. And you've got to make it brief. Now, if you'll take into consideration those five things as you're coming up with how you're going to break the ice you will come up with something quite appropriate. So so going back to, um, you know, do your homework and study your surroundings, that's exactly what Michael did. But he was, <laughs> he wasn't genuine. <laughs> he he really was so disingenuous, it was just unbelievable. Okay. Well, so, in fact, in fact, there's a postscript to that story because I became close friends uh, with that mega car dealer and, and still am to this day. And once in a while, he'll say, Whatever happened to that jerk that you came in here with the first time? <laughs> He's off complimenting somebody else. Right. So so you gave us the stories of what not to do. You told us what to do, but the stories always stick. So give us some stories of, of these five pieces when you don't come from a position of scarcity. You come from abundance. You're doing your homework and studying your surroundings. You don't make something up on the spur of the moment. You are genuine, and you make it brief. Give us some practical examples of what that looks like uh, 
tell some stories. All right. Uh, right off the top of my head. Recently, um, within the past several months, I had a meeting scheduled uh, with the CEO of a, of a large regional medical center. And uh, surprisingly enough, in, in, a, in a city of only about 25 or 35,000 people, this medical center employs several thousand people, and they draw patients into this 400-bed uh, facility from uh, 150 to 250 miles away. So what, what, what are you going to say to somebody uh, like this? Well, what I told him was, you know, before we start, I have to tell you, it is amazing that you've built such an incredible institution that is so highly ranked in five specialties in a small regional market. Congratulations. How in the world did you do that? Well, I mean, it came from a position of abundance, not scarcity. It was heartfelt. It was honest. I had taken the time to figure out, to realize, I mean, you know, it's a five-minute uh, web search, to figure out that this regional hospital in a small area, I mean, was nationally ranked in the top 10 in five different, or, uh, I'm sorry, ranked in the top 20 in five different specialties. This is, uh, you know how much that probably meant to him that, that I knew that? You'd done Think your about homework. how good that made him feel. Yeah, you had invested time to learn more about him. Yeah, so, a couple of a couple of minutes. I mean, that's really all it took. But that's or, more time than most people. But what we need, I right. need to go back real quick right. because you said you're good friends with the auto dealer from the Michael story on how not to do it. Yeah, we've stayed close now for a long time. Okay, but you walked in the room and you made a first impression with Michael. So I've got to know how did you turn that one around? Oh, okay. It was it was very simple. I said yes, Michael. Very very nice. And I I sat down. And I said, you know, uh, when we got here, uh, we were about 10 minutes early, and I, I took a walk around the dealership. I mean, you, it appears, I, I know you've got a number of dealerships, but uh, General Motors must love you. You've got, what, five to 700 cars here? Does, does that make you, and, and that's just new, does that make you the biggest in the state? And he puffed up, and he said, it sure as hell does. He said, all of my dealerships are the biggest in the state. And that's how you start a friendship. And that's how you start a relationship. I mean, we've even vacationed together. Wow. Okay. Any other stories? Yeah, I want to give you one other example to show you how, how easy it is. Uh, recently, I sat down to meet with the uh, CEO uh, of a chain of, uh, well, it's more than lawn and garden centers. It's a big landscaping company as well. And uh, I, I was kind of, and, and you know, you can't walk in and say what a beautiful building because it wasn't a beautiful building. You, you couldn't say what incredible inventory. I mean, because it, uh, it, it wasn't there. Anything would have been a lie. It would have been disingenuous. And so I just said, you know, before we start today, I got to take a minute and tell you that about three weeks ago, I was in to buy 10 cubic yards of topsoil. And then I needed 2,500 square feet of gopher wire because my lawn had been destroyed by gophers and moles. And I was waited on by Danny. And I've got to tell you something. He was the most friendly, knowledgeable, and helpful guy who has ever waited on me in any situation. Obviously, you spend a lot of time on training your people, which says a lot about you. So congratulations. Mm. And you watched him puff up as well, I bet. And you just watch him puff up. But again, it has to be honest. It can't be staged. It has to come from abundance. It's got to come. It's when the head meets the heart. It's, I mean, being aware of the situation around you. Otherwise, whatever you say is going to sound staged. It's going to sound fake. It's going to sound like a lie. And they're going to say, poser, 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 poser. And little red lights are going to go off. 
Absolutely. Great stuff to think about and to work on this week as we work our way through this process of being worthy and setting ourselves up for success. Jason Jennings, thank you so much. For those listeners at home, and I want to share this with, with you too, Jason, uh, I'm looking at, uh, at iTunes and um, you've got a, all five-star reviews, and we're asking folks at home, if this podcast is worthy, we would definitely appreciate a five-star rating and a review from you. I want to uh, send shouts out. Uh, he just left a series of letters, really, this reviewer, but the reviewer will know who he or she is, J-J-J-J-B-B-O-N-E. So J-J-J-B-B-B-1, absolutely essential for business people, this person writes, just invaluable tips, advice, and simple methods for making your business successful. So a big thank you there. And we appreciate your reviews, your ratings. It pushes this podcast higher to share this information with more people. Also, you know what? If you would want to take one of those five pieces that we've learned today on how to break the ice and send it out as a tweet, that would be perfect. Uh, just hashtag it Game Changer. Hashtag Game Changer, and uh, we'll be watching for those as well on uh, Jason's Twitter feed. So thank you so much for that. Jason, what are we going to talk about next week? All right. Well, next week. So now what we've done is hopefully we made a great first impression in that first tenth of a second or second or two. Uh, that's number one. That's what we covered last week. Hopefully now somebody uh, has created a great first impression by breaking the ice the right way. And so now next week... We're going to move on to something else, uh, which is going to leave the competition in the dust, elevate you to the top of the pedestal, and it's going to set you up for, for success. And it, it, it's going to be great. That's all I can say. And the other thing I would say is this. If you've accessed the podcast through my website, you know, on the page where you click the button to listen to the podcast, I mean, you can send a link uh, to your friend. You can send it via LinkedIn. I mean, if this is helpful to you, uh, this is a truly a, a labor of love for us. And so I'd like you to love us a little bit, too, and uh, pass this vital information on to, to somebody else that will help. Absolutely. Jason, thank you so much. You have yourself a wonderful week. Listeners, you do as well. This is the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential, The Game Changers. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.